5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, I'm back behind the mic. I know it's a Tuesday. I uh, missed Monday as well. I was trying to uh, catch up on some things uh, based on a trip from from the weekend. So, yeah, so I'm glad to be back behind the mic here and to be able to bring you more Easter stories about Easter people. And John chapter 21, we'll spend a couple of days here with... Uh, with this passage because it's you know it's a little bit longer but you know it's it's funny how you know John 21 is even there because you know in John chapter 20 the way it ends it seems like that's what you would end you know the book with it says the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book but these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So it seems to me John should just end there, right? Like he should cut off at John chapter 20. And I mean, it's like many other you know, things were written, many other stuff was done, miraculous stuff, Jesus said some cool things, not everything was captured here. Why was this written? And I like the way that John, um, at the NLT, the New Living Translation, translates this in verse 31, but these are written so that you may continue to believe. I believe that this was supposed to be a continual process. It's not just now that, you, you know, so that you may, um, as, as I think some translations, that you may believe. Um, almost like, you know, if you read it once, you come to believe, like, then it's done. Like, but it's like, you go back to the words of Jesus. You go back to the miraculous things Jesus has done so that you can continue to believe. Like, this is a process. This is a process by which we as followers of Jesus are going to continue to be in this. And this is, the, I, I, I just like the translation there of continue to believe because that's where we're living right now. We are living in that continual process. I mean, even go back to just was spoken right before that with uh, doubting Thomas, right? I just preached about this in in uh, at a church in Vegas, and uh, we I talked about how you know Thomas gets a bad rap on doubt. I mean, he has one little passage here, and yet everybody knows him by doubting Thomas. Or like, you know, somebody's like, Thomas, well, which one's Thomas? Doubting Thomas. Oh, yeah, of course, doubting Thomas. Why didn't you just say doubting Thomas, right? So it's a, it's a, it's really a shame to be able to get your nickname, you know, until Jesus, you know, comes back again. I mean, ultimately, Thomas is going to be known as doubting Thomas, but I think that there's a whole portion um, where Jesus is saying to Thomas right there in verse 29, then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing me. And isn't that Jesus pointing to you and me? We have not seen Jesus face to face. 
We have not stood before Jesus and said, let me see the holes in your hands, in your feet, in your side. Let me place my hands and, you know, touch the the places where they've, you know, crucified you. You know, we didn't get that opportunity to be able to do that. And I think this is why Jesus is also saying, but blessed are those who have believed without seeing. And that's why he ends with verse 31 there, that, but these are written so that you, me, may continue to believe. Those who have not seen Jesus, that these things were written so that you can believe in Jesus. So my friends, this is the you know word from Easter, is that because Jesus was risen and we are Easter people, we are continually in this process of belief. Now, this process of belief has a, you know, this odd mixture of doubt and faith. You know, I, I was, again, going back to the, the message that I was preaching on uh, Sunday at the church in Vegas, is that I was talking about how, you know, in any time, you know, a life of, of faith, you're going to have doubt. Now, if you don't, you're either lying or asleep. And that is simple fact. And so I, I was uh, talking about this um, this guy, his name, uh, Buckner, wishing faith or wishing wishing hope. I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, maybe I'll try to put it in the show notes just so that I can correct myself. Uh, but he called, he called doubt the, uh, the, the ants in the pants of faith. It keeps it alive and active. I just th- loved the way that he talked about ants in the pants. Like it, it, That's what keeps it like you on your toes. It's what keeps it moving. Because if you've got doubt, and we're confessing that, everybody who has lived a life of faith is and has doubts. It's just, what are you going to do with them? Are we going to ignore it and say, no, I've never done that. I've never doubted. I've always been strong. For, for what? For what sake? For whose sake? For your own sake? Or you're actually trying to convince somebody else? Like, th- this, it doesn't fool anybody. Everybody's doubted. And so it's what we do with it, and it's, that's the part where it keeps your faith active. And that's what I want to challenge you with today, is how is it that you've seen doubt kind of keep your faith active and alive? I know it's done for me that I've continued to question. I've continued to say, well, that doesn't make sense. Let's dig into that. Hey, I don't know about that, like... Let's try to figure this out. And those are the things that keep it active. So I want you to ask yourself that. Where have you seen doubts that you've had? And how has it kept your faith active? All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. I know I was going to say we'd get to 21, but because 20, there were so many things in there that I, of course, let's jump into that first. And now, tomorrow, the rest of this week, we'll we'll start tackling 21. So until then, take care.